Ah. Mr. Scott, I understand you're having difficulty with the warp drive. How much time do you require for repair? There's nothing wrong with the bloody thing. Mr. Scott, if we return to space dock, the assassins will surely find a way to dispose of their incriminating footwear, and we will never see the captain or Dr. McCoy alive again. Could take weeks, sir. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Star Trek Exercise. I'm your host, as before, Tony Kowalski in the flesh. Welcome back to Star Trek Exercise. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day today. I am super duper excited for today's show. Today, we're just going to be talking a little bit Star Trek Voyager. Um, I mean, the Voyage Home. Sometimes I get those two mixed up, and we're going to be talking about uh, what comes for the future of this podcast. Um, first things first, I want to I want to shout everybody out. I want to I want to thank everybody out there that has supported this podcast. We've been doing this since July, and it has been an absolute amazing ride. I got my 2020 wrap from Spotify. My podcast has reached four different countries and have reached over. 1,000 different people, which is uh, so much more than I could have ever anticipated or expected. So I just want to thank everybody out there for making this possible. It all had to start with one click of a button, which is the share button. So uh, thank you to everybody on my Twitter. And if you're listening and you're not from Twitter, I want to thank everybody as well for joining on in. Um, So what I'm going to do really quick is I'm just going to go into the future of what this podcast is has to offer, okay, Um, you know, I'm absolutely passionate about Star Trek, and therefore I'm passionate about anything Star Trek, which means this podcast is something that I take very seriously. Not only do I take joy, absolute 150% joy, in recording, publishing, and entertaining you guys, um, I just, I take pride in all of the knowledge that I have gained. Um, this podcast has opened up new doors to see where it takes us in the future. Um, you know, I, I, you know, soon, very soon, I hope to have a better setup, you know, a pro- professional uh, podcasting setup, microphone setup, and all. Um, you know, uh, whenever, when that happens, I don't know when it will. Um, I know that the quality, the sound is going to be a whole lot better. Uh, I've just been recording with my phone, um, but this, you know, this microphone that I'm looking into um, will actually have, you know, uh, stuff like that. Make this a little bit more uh, crispier, if you would want to say. Um, so that's what you, that's what you could expect as far as the quality of the podcasts. Um, you can expect more guests in the future as well. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are willing to talk Trek, and those people are the people that um, are going to open new doors uh, to the podcast as well, giving me new information about Trek and maybe giving you some information that you didn't know previously. Today, I'm going to give you some information about Star Trek The Voyage Home, uh, some information that you may or may not already enough that I find very fascinating. Star Trek The Voyage Home is my all-time favorite Star Trek movie. Um, It was released in 1986 on November 25th, so it was actually a Thanksgiving movie. And 
you know, obviously it's way before my time, but uh, to this day it ranks still the top fifth gross film of night of 1986. Okay. And, you know, uh, Top Gun's the highest, and you have Crocodile Dundee. Uh, you know, uh, so Star Trek The Voyage Home is in fifth, is in fifth place. And uh, I posted a uh, question on my Twitter asking everybody what their favorite top-grossed film of 1986 was. And people said Crocodile Dundee, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, and... Uh, I really, really enjoy people's comments. I really enjoy people's opinions, answers. Keep on flowing with those because I really do enjoy reading your guys' tweets, reading your guys' comments. Um, you know, and that's really uh, that's really what I have to say. I'm going to go into a little bit more of depth as to why Star Trek: The Voyage Home is my all-time favorite Star Trek movie. Okay, now this isn't your occasional Star Trek movie. You don't have the, you know, this, you know, the spaceship battles, you don't have Klingons, you don't have Klingons trying to kill Kirk. It's it's really just about the adventure. Okay? When the trailer first came out, okay, they made sure to include a lot of the funny bits, you know, a lot of the fun bits. It was no it was they tried to make it known you did not have to be a Star Trek fan to watch this movie. Star Trek fan or not, you, you know, there, there was a chance that you're going to enjoy this movie. It's not for everybody. You know, people are like, oh, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't good Trek because you don't have the, uh, you know, the action. You don't have the battles. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, phasers uh, are rarely used. You know what I'm saying? And now that I think about it, uh, the phasers, uh, they weren't used at all. I know Chekhov, when he was captured by the naval base um, in Alameda, uh, you know, uh, he was like, uh, you know, sit down or, I'll, or I will have to stun you or something like that. I don't remember. But then the radiation disrupted the phaser and shorted out, um, you know, so whenever, you know, Chekhov tried to use the phaser, it did not work. Um, you know, and uh, it, it's it's really such an adventure. If you guys uh, if you guys need a little bit of a recap, I'll give you a recap. All right. So after the events of Search for Spock, um, you know, Spock is recovered. Um, the Enterprise destroyed, um, but the crew of the Enterprise uh, basically hijacks the uh, the Klingon bird of prey that we saw. In search for Spock, uh, they rename it the HMS Bounty, and the Enterprise is nowhere to be seen in the Voyage Home, and that's one of the reasons why I feel a lot of people don't like this film, is because you don't have the Enterprise. You know, all you have is the Klingon Bird of Prey, and I find that so fascinating because it's like uh, they have to function uh, in a, in a ship. Uh, that we haven't seen the Enterprise crew in before. You know, they have the cloaking device, and, you know, uh, they're trying to slingshot themselves around the sun. And the Klingon Bird of Prey, you know, really is not built for that sort of thing. Really, no starship is uh, really built for that sort of thing. Um, you know, obviously you have events where the Vulcans travel back in time in Star Trek Enterprise, and they obviously had that kind of technology on purpose, so they can kind of observe uh, what life was like back in like the 1960s, you know. 
So yeah, sure, there are some vessels out there that are probably built specifically for time travel. But, you know, as far as any Federation ship, uh, you know, like the Enterprise or, you know, even a Klingon Bird of Prey, not really part of the Federation, but uh, it's not really meant for time travel. So slingshotting yourself around the sun, it, it could be a very dangerous thing. You know, you get too close to the sun, you're toast. You get too far away, you slip away from the gravitational field. You know, um, it, it's it's one of those things, it's, it's very risky. You know, uh, and so they're really exploring what this new Klingon bird of prey can do. And uh, I, I find it very fascinating that... Uh, they decided to go with the Klingon bird of prey. You know, it wasn't like, oh, at the beginning of the, you know, movie, oh, here's the new Enterprise. No, they were just like, okay, they're on Vulcan, all right, and, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're, they're making do with what they have. Um, this movie is filled with a punch of comedy. I absolutely love this movie, not only because it's a great adventure, it has a wonderful story, um, but the comedy, the humor in it is just, it's so comforting. The Voyage Home is my comfort Star Trek. If I'm ever just having a bad day or I'm a little stressed, you know, you know what, I'm just going to put on Star Trek The Voyage Home and my night's going to be better. Um, I have never fallen asleep watching The Voyage Home. I think the only Star Trek movie, like I've mentioned previously, I fell asleep through was The Motion Picture. Um, I know that a lot of people like The Motion Picture. It's just really slow for me. It's like two hours, and it's super slow. Um, but The Voyage Home, it really does have a great pace. You know, uh, I, I love when they go back in time and, you know... Uh, Captain Kirk is looking at Spock, and he's just like, it's a foregone conclusion. These people have never seen a terrestrial, you know, these people have seen an extraterrestrial before. You know, Scott, you know, Spock rips a piece of his robe off and puts it around his head like a bandana to cover his eyebrows and his ears. You know, with Spock trying to, you know, you know, learn and use the colorful metaphors, it is just so funny. Um, you know, and when they when 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 Spock just tries to blend in, it really makes the movie. It really does. It, even you know the entire crew when they try to blend in. You know when Spock is communicating with George and Gracie, and he's like, uh, you know, they like you very much, but they are not the hell your whales. You know that that was so funny because he's just like Captain Kirk's just uh, you know Admiral Kirk at that time was just like I don't think you should try to use what colorful metaphors anymore. You know, he's like, I was just attempting the hell to communicate. And he just puts hell in front of any, in front of basically everything. And that's one of the things that I actually take from that. Because there's just sometimes where it's like, what the hell am I doing? Or I'm trying to hell the work. You know, I'm trying the hell to work or something like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things I find very, very funny and very, very interesting. It's really, it's really an amazing movie. Um... I think, man, if I had to choose my favorite parts, it's obviously with uh, Dr. McCoy. Um, you know, when Dr. McCoy, uh, you know, Jillian, uh, Kirk, um, you know, when they're all going to the hospital to try and retrieve Chekhov. And uh, Dr. McCoy 
you know, they had to go into the room where Chekhov was, and Jillian was laying on the table, and they were like, whoa, you can't go in there. There's a surgery being done, and Dr. McCoy's like, do you want an acute case on your hands? This woman has immediate postprandial upper abdominal distension, you know? And it, he just confuses the hell out of the security guards, and they're like, sounds pretty serious. We should let them in. And they kept, you know, Admiral Kirk is just like, what'd you say she had? And Bones was just cramps. You know, he basically just, he, he said that, that Jillian had cramps, but he made it sound so technical that it just confused the hell out of the security guards. And that is probably my favorite scene. It is so funny. Um, you know, and, and when, uh, when Scotty is at like the warehouse, you know, and he's typing in the equation for transparent aluminum and, uh, you know, he, you know, the guy's just like, here, use my computer. And he's like, hello, computer. And then, uh, Bones is just like, oh, here's a mouse. Try to speak into this. And then Scotty's just like, hello, computer. You know, and it was so funny because, you know, Scotty was just like, they're, they're used to uh, 23rd century technology. And it's just like when, when they're introduced to the technology that was literally the norm, like 300 years before them, uh, probably like 200 years, don't want to go that far. But, um, you know, it's just really funny when they're trying to learn how to use all that stuff. Or when Captain Kirk and Jillian are out for dinner. You know, they're getting Italian, and, you know, uh, you know, Jillian's face when Captain Kirk tells her that, you know, from what, I, from what on your calendar, I'm from what on your calendar would be the late 23rd century, I've traveled back in time, you know, and her face is just like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Um, you know, it's, it's really such a funny movie. It's a fun movie, you know. Um, like I said, it's not all about the action, you know. When this probe is you know, you know, attacking Earth, and it's directed at Earth's oceans, and it's basically just, you know, uh, killing planet Earth. Um, you know, Spock's just like, I believe there is no response to this, you know, message, you know, and it turns out they need humpback whales to tell this thing, hey, back off of Earth, you know. It's, the story is one of a kind. I remember that when I first watched it, I was like, okay, I just watched Search for Spock, okay, and Kirk's son died, and, you know, then this next one is about whales? That's how my father explained to me. He said, yeah, this next one is basically about whales. And I said, what? He's like, yeah, it's referred to as the one with the whales. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is weird, you know? And I remember sitting there watching the movie, thinking to myself, I I am not going to like this movie. And I remember watching the entire thing and finding it so hilarious um, because it... I think what really dragged me in to the movie was when uh, Admiral Kirk was walking across the street and he walked in front of the car and uh, he walked in front of the taxi, um, you know, and the taxi driver was like, hey, watch where you're going. 
dumbass. And then Admiral Kirk is like, well, double dumbass on you, you know? And it was just so funny because it's like, how, like, they're like, how am I supposed to respond to this? You know? And that was what really dragged me, dragged me in. I was like, that was funny, you know? And it's just, it's really, it's really amazing. And I remember watching it and saying, damn, that was really good. And it goes to show, I talked in two episodes ago with Bill Mann. I keep referring back to that episode because we pretty much covered, you know, a whole lot, uh, you know, and, uh, one of the things that we discussed was how Star Trek is always different. Each episode, it's one week you have a sad, you know, a sad episode. Next week you have a romantic comedy. And then next week you just have a comedy, you know. And it's just, it's really funny because, like I was saying, in Search for Spock, David dies. And then now we've got them going back in time trying to use colorful metaphors, Spock talking to the whales and trying the hell to communicate. And it's just like, this is funny. It really changed up because it's just like, it went from being like really sad, really heartfelt to being very humorous. Um, and I know a whole bunch of people on my Trek Twitter that feel the same exact way about Star Trek, the voyage home. Oh, it's my comfort Trek. It's my favorite Star Trek movie. And you know, uh, I can't really express how much I love it. Um, you know, every chance I can. Every single time I have a Star Trek marathon, um, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't start with a motion picture. I do I do include the motion picture in my Trek marathon. Um, you know, and I, I recently just watched that again for only the third time. Um but I started with The Voyage Home first, and then I go to the rest of the movies. Because I already know what happens in the other movies. I just rewatch them because they're fun. Um, you know, uh, the original motion picture collection is... Uh, it's really a gem. I cannot name one movie except the uh, motion picture, the first Star Trek movie, that I thought was really slow or that I didn't really like. Uh, people say, oh, The Final Frontier was horrible, or they say, oh, The Undiscovered Country was was terrible, you know? But those those really are great movies, in my opinion. Even though it's just like, you know, the God of Shakari, like, Spock's brother is in this, and it's just like, or talk about The Undiscovered Country, you know, and it's just like, no, we're talking about the final frontier. I don't know why I said the undiscovered country. But yeah, you know, like, God of Shakaria is like, what does God need with the starship? And it's just, you know, it was it was a weird concept. Like, uh, basically an entire Star Trek movie devoted to finding God. Just to find out that it's not really God and it's just somebody that's, you know, powerful but not God. Um you know, and it was really, it was really funny at the beginning, specifically, because when they're all on shore leave, and Sulu and Chekhov get lost in the woods, and Ahura is just like, sorry boys, shore leave is over, you're to report back to the site immediately, and they are not responding, and then Ahura is just like, is there a problem boys? And then Chekhov's like, don't tell them we're lost, you'll never leave it down. 
you know? And Sulu is like, uh, yes, we appear to be caught in a blizzard. And then Chekhov makes that face like, come on, dude. And he's blowing into the microphone like, you know, uh, and we can't see a thing. We crest you direct us to the coordinates. It's just like, so funny. Like, it's just like, Chekhov's just like going along with it. And he's blowing in to the communicator. And he's like, we can't see a thing. You know, and it's just so funny. Um, or when, uh, you know, Spock, Bones, and Kirk are gathered around the campfire. And, you know, Spock pops up a marshmallow. And Bones is like, and what do we do after we roast the marshmallow? Spock's like, we consume them. I know we consume them. You know, but what do we do after we consume them? And then Spock's like, I believe we partake in a ritual known as the sing-along. And they sing, row, row, row your boat. Spock samples some of McCoy's beans. And it's it's really, uh, it really shows how close this crew is to one another. They really care about one another. Um, you know, and it's, it's really awesome. I really do enjoy that movie. Um, obviously my favorite part from that movie is obviously the beginning part. Um, but the first opening scene, it was just like, okay, this is slow. Um, where you got Cybok and then you've got the deserter. It's just like, you can, you could take that out. We really don't need that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it really is a fun movie. I think all the Star Trek movies are fun. And that's not just because I love everything that's Star Trek. Um, I really do find joy in them, and I really do enjoy watching them. I find myself watching The uh, the Undiscovered Country. Um, uh, so I, I obviously watch The Voyage Home the most, but the next movie that I watch the most is The Undiscovered Country. Um, you know, and that, that, that movie's emotional for me. Um, at the end where Captain Kirk gives his last captain's log, and this is like, this is the final voyage of the Starship Enterprise under my command. You know, the ship and crew itself are final. And it's just like, man, that is sad. You know, and he's like, uh, just going on about the next captain of the next Enterprise, and they're going to continue to explore strange new worlds, and boldly go where no man, where no one, has gone before, and then they all write their signatures. It's just, for me, it's really emotional. Um, I remember every single time, well, I obviously I remember because I watch it a lot, but every single time I watch it, it's just like I sit there at the end, and I'm like, dang, that is deep, you know? Um, I do thoroughly enjoy uh, Undiscovered Country, and people say, the two weakest Star Trek films are The Final Frontier and The Undiscovered Country. But, uh, you know, I really think that uh, that they're all really good movies in their own way. I'm not saying that, you know, I say a lot that the motion picture sucks. But really, it only sucks because of how slow it is. You know, Um you know, I'm not saying that the story is bad. Um, I'm just saying it's just a super, super, super slow movie. And, um, you know, that's really the only reason why I don't watch it 
as much as I watch the other movies. Um, you know, it's just because it's so slow. But you know, you do, I, I do I I can pick out a few things that I do enjoy about the movie. Um, you know, it's not it's not all bad. Um, you know, and I do say that a lot. And uh, you know, it's like, oh, I'll never watch this movie again. You know, but you know, after I watched it this third time. I was able to pick apart a lot of things that I did actually enjoy about the movie. You know, I'm just, I was, I just felt blessed, you know, because I hadn't seen the movie a lot. You know, it almost felt like a completely new movie to me. Like I was getting a new Star Trek with the original crew because I hadn't watched it a whole lot and I hadn't really paid full attention to it. But paying full attention to it, it's just like, hey, you know, this is the crew that I know and love, you know, I'm seeing them again, you know, it's just like, I, I, I can't, I can't be anything but appreciative of it. Um, let's see, what else do I got for you guys? Um, a little shout out, uh, to everybody out there again on my Trek Twitter and shout out to everybody, uh, you know, that listens to this podcast. I still cannot believe that I am being heard in four different countries. Now I know. There's a bunch of other podcasters out there that are being heard in like 91 different countries or, you know, way more, way more countries. But for me, uh, with, uh, with how long ago I started this podcast, I didn't expect to get nearly any people to listen to my podcast. But you see, I went in, uh, I went in strong. I was bold. I was brave. I was courageous. And I just kept on pushing and I kept on flowing with the punches. Um, you know, uh, I really want to know what you guys love so much about Star Trek. Um, I, I hope the next time uh, or the next couple times that I record, um, you know, I'll be able to have a better setup. I'm super excited. I just got to save up a little bit more purchase this, you know, and uh, everything will be good, um, you know, but anyway, I just want to thank you guys for joining me for this ride, it has been awesome, um, we started July 17th, that was my first official podcast publish, and now it's, uh, it's now December 4th, or is it December 5th, I'm not 100% sure, but, um, you know, uh, Christmas time is coming right around the corner, um, you know, so if you guys have any, uh, you know, Star Trek ugly Christmas sweaters that you think are either fun, funny, cool, or just flat out ugly, just let me know on Twitter. Or you can send me a voice message on here. All right. I want to see your guys' ugly Star Trek Christmas sweaters in this time of the year. Um, you know, Star Trek has brought so many things. Um, Star Trek has gotten me through this pandemic, and my Trek Twitter has gotten me through this pandemic. You all are the reason I am not going insane. Again, I thank all of you. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Without, uh, without any further commentation, live long and prosper. <laughs>